25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Football! It's the football time of year. Welcome into the studio, the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. You want to be a part of my show today? I'd love to hear from you. There's lots of different ways to communicate uh, with me. While we're live, one, I'd love to hear your voice on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, they are your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. It means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. So hit me up on the Divinity phone, the number 995 1059. 995 1059. It's the 601 number. Text. The show at 885-ESPN. It's also 601-885-ESPN. Lots of texts already coming through. And if you're watching uh, the stream right now live on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Hey, y'all. Hope you're doing well. Same thing on Twitter on Periscope. On Twitter, I am at Radio Wyatt. Send your comments there. Uh, as another way to be on the show. I'm here, and so is... Mr. Roger. Roger, we were talking about the sound effects that we need to, uh, you know, accumulate for the show. I found the one I was looking for. It wasn't Bugs Bunny. It was actually Foghorn Leghorn, the rooster who says shut up all the time. Shut up. All right. So we got that one in case we need it. <laughs> We've got I'm it. No, I'm no chicken boy. <laughs> yeah, the chicken hawk. Remember that? We need a cowbell. I'm still auditioning cowbells. Yeah. That's a pretty good one right there because it's obviously cowbell. We get the point, but it's not like just shrill and blaring in your ears if you play that one. You know what I, I mean? Wanna, yeah, I want to do one for Ole Miss, but I, I can't find the sound effect of a Prada heel hitting a field. Uh, so. <laughs> iconic imagery. A Prada heel. Hitting the playing field. Roger, here's the thing. When you say stuff like that, have you thought about it ahead of time? Or does it you know, just come up? Be honest. I, the, I actually saw a meme about that. You know, it was one of those priceless type memes, you know, yeah. you know, and it had, you know, price, price of you know, something that Alabama had, had gotten over on them at that time. And there was, a, you know, $500 was the price of the Prada heel. <laughs> Because they threw in their protest. They threw, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. But I, but I don't, I don't know what kind of iconic sound other than hotty toddy, I guess. Right. That's it. We just yeah. we just play the hotty toddy thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it has profanity in it, but it's kind of 
mild. Oh, yeah, no. oh. is that gosh almighty? Well, no, you know, you know. Okay. Yeah, that some people. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing as saying the other one. You know, it says hell. What about the D word? Well, yeah, it's in the Bible. D a m n is in the Bible. Well, that, damnation. So yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Okay, I just don't know what can and can't make the radio. That's my problem. Oh, it's the seven little. Yeah, look up seven, seven dirty words. Okay, George Carlin. Carlin, and those are the ones that can't get on the radio. Let me tell you what they're. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. I'm enjoying some coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Get it. Trust me. Get your coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. You will never look back. Uh, come you know, Matt, I, I was thinking, you know, you're talking about this coffee, and you get your, your mm-hmm. coffee I do. from a special place. It's special. Kind yeah. of high-end, you know, quality. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your jeans that start at $500 a pair. Yeah. The, uh, what are those called? Bespoke jeans? Yeah, Blue Delta jeans. Yeah, Blue Delta. And uh, you get your, you know, you get your Indianola pecan house stuff. Yes. You're really more living the lifestyle as much as Bo Bounds. Of the, I, I'm living the, the, the lifestyle. The, yeah, yeah. This, I think that's the y'all lifestyle. The y'all lifestyle. Well, look, it is. <laughs> the, the, the difference is this, though, Roger. Here's living right. That's what you're doing. Here's the difference. Bo is living it every single day of his life. Ah, that's right. And then these special, this coffee, these are your kind of your oasis throughout the day, these little things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying, Roger, is I have one pair of Blue Delta jeans. All you need. Um, And they've got a scuff on them. Oh, boy. They do have a nice little scuff on them, that's for sure. Roger, right now, on this whole subject, I would just like to say this to you. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you gave me an excuse to use it. Thank you very much. <laughs> what we've got here is failure to communicate. Yeah, uh, Brett on Twitter is saying, burn, Roger, with the burn. You got me. <laughs> you, you got us, um, Roger, with the burn. And then, um, no, there's a couple of house cleaning things on Twitter and on the text line. And then I want to get into this list. I don't know if y'all saw this yesterday, uh, but the Paul Feinbaum show put out a graphic and it says, according to the sporting news, these are the top 10 all-time college quarterbacks. Top 10 list. There they are. Peyton Manning, all these guys. And it was, you know, like kind of a question. Do you agree with this? And there was some very, very notable um just swinging a misses on the list. And I'm going to tell you what the list should have on it and what it doesn't coming up. If you want to see the list, you haven't, it's on my Twitter feed at Radio Wyatt. All right, but first, Roger, you know, earlier we were talking about these 80s toys because we got on the subject of the Toys Hall of Fame. Castle Grayskull, He-Man, all that, great sound clip. And I told you that in the first grade, I saved almost $60 to go to the toy store and buy Castle Grayskull and did it. Brought it home, played with it for 10 minutes, and then it hit me. Oh, crap. I want my money back. I don't want this thing. <laughs> this ain't worth it. Can't believe I spent all that money on this. It took me Not forever. as cool as it was in the commercial, was it? Well, it's like, you know, we'd go Without visit. The sound effects. Exactly. And, and it's plastic, you know. And yeah. we'd go visit my uh grandparents and maybe 
when we'd leave to come home, my granddad would give me like a dollar and I'd stick it in my pocket. See, I mean, you're talking about it took me a while in the first grade to save 60 bucks. And my dad, Joe White. with excuses to go see grandpa. <laughs> hey, can we go see him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dad, Joe Wyatt, he is Joe Wyatt 53 on Twitter. He said, I remember it very well. It was a hard but valuable lesson. Because he was the one saying to me, it's your money. I'm going to let you spend it on what you want, Matt. But are you are you sure? You sure you want to spend all that on this? I'm not really Sounds sure. Sounds like a Leave it to Beaver episode. <laughs> it really does. I went through something similar uh, a little later in life. There was this knife at Walmart in the outdoors section, you know, the hunting, fishing section. They had a knife in the display that I wanted very, very badly. And it cost like 16 bucks. Took me a little while to save that money up. Spent it all on that knife. And I will say that I never have regretted that. I still have that knife, by the way. How old were you? Uh, that one was a little later. I was maybe more like 10 years old, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Yeah, I got I still got mine. I got when I was like 15. Yeah. It was, it was one of those deals where like I was all into hunting and fishing at that age. Like it's all I could think about 24 hours a day. And I just had my mind made up that I really needed this knife swinging off my belt over here. So that I'd just really be super duper hunter. And then you get the knife and you think, well, now what am I going to do with it? I got to cut something. <laughs> That's no knife, mate. <laughs> yeah, this is a knife. Mm. So uh, it was a it was a lesson, you know. And everybody's got to learn the buyer's remorse lesson. You have to feel that to avoid, you know, some mistakes down the road. And those of us, some of us, get the lesson better than others. I'm not sure I've ever really, certainly gotten it. Now, so what happened to the Castle Grayskull? What was the ultimate okay? It, it it got put up. It got never touched. And about two years later, um, they had a toy drive. Um, I think at our church where they were collecting things to give to families in need that didn't have the money really to, you know, to, to give each other stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it went in there. So, um, cause it was basically brand new. <laughs> they were basically if you had it now, you could sell it to one of these pickers. Right. Put it on eBay. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and here we go. Um, <clears throat> before we get into the quarterback list real quick, excuse me, the, um, Text line, 885-ESPN. Bill says, we were talking about the boosters, this hypothetical of what if they open up the name and likeness of, you know, for any college athlete anywhere, anywhere in the country. You can just go cash in on your name and likeness however you're able to. Bill says, the boosters aren't going to run that money through a company that relies on sales to the general public. They'll find a company that is more of a behind-the-scenes distributor of tertiary supplier Maybe even uh, a front company that doesn't care about sales. The slope is more slippery than we can imagine. And it is, Bill, very slippery. Another thing that Chris Brooks brought up on his show that I hadn't thought about. It probably this speaks to how much more money cognizant of every little thing with money that Chris is than, than I am, frankly. But he brought it up, and, he, and that is, what about you've got people wealthy alumni boosters at all these schools around the country that are already slipping money under the table behind the scenes around here for this recruit and that car and all that. Are they going to just now come say, if you make it legal, are we just going to find an above board route? And those people are now going to hand that 10,000 or 20,000 or even more dollars over above board, right in plain sight of the IRS. Right out here in the open, the same way you're buying anything else or you're spending anything else or handing anything. We're just going to 
The answer to that's no. So one of my thoughts of, well, all it'll do is it'll just make it equal cheating for everybody. If they no, it won't. Because wherever one single dollar goes from one hand to the other, the IRS is always attached. So it's, they're not going to do it above board. It'll still be, a, you know, under the table. Cheaters are always going to cheat. That's just what they are. They are cheaters. Well, let's see. Denzel says, as much dislike for Ole Miss that I have, if you have a great product, I'll buy it from you, even if you pay an Ole Miss player to endorse you. Denzel, you know, again, that's what I was saying. Like, if you're buying a car, you don't care who sells it to you if it's the car you want at the right deal. I think a lot of people are that way. Um, A question about Zuber, uh, Isaiah Zuber, when we played his clip earlier, it just says, uh, hey, Matt, why isn't Isaiah Zuber returning punts for MSU this year? I thought he led the Big 12 last year. He looks to be pretty electric with the ball in his hands. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what their rotation is. They've rotated several guys in those roles and practice and scrimmages and stuff. And I know he's one of them. He'll get an opportunity. He's been on some kickoff return stuff. Who's been doing the punt thing? Uh, Deer? Malik Deer? You know, he's not playing as much receiver, so it's just kind of his role to do the 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 punt return thing. All right. I'll get to some more of your texts later. But as promised in the tease on this whole thing, here is the top ten all-time college quarterback list according to the sporting news and it was sent out I got it on my Twitter feed by uh, Paul Feinbaum some of y'all have seen this so you're going to already know if you agree disagree on some and pretty much any list you know you can get different orders you can switch it up you can do whatever you want All right, so this is according to the sporting news In this order, top 10 QBs in college football history. Number one, Tim Tebow. Number two, Peyton Manning. Number three, Matt Leinart, USC. Draw a circle. Number four, Tommy Frazier, Nebraska, mid-90s, remember? Number five, Vince Young, National Championship, Texas. Number six, Deshaun Watson, Clemson. Number seven, Roger Staubach. Number eight, Doug Flutie. Number nine, John Elway, Stanford. And number 10, Sammy Baugh from TCU. So right away when you look at that, here's one thing that popped up. Not only in my head, but all over Twitter. Is you look at it and you go, where's Danny Werfel? Where is Danny Werfel on this list? He's got to be on the list, right? How can you have a top 10 college quarterbacks list of all time? Anytime, but of all time. And not have Danny Werfel on that list. What he did at Florida. Uh, give you just a clue. The other guys who are top five on this list. Danny Werfel's numbers dwarf a lot of them. First of all. You know, a Matt Leinart. Even a Peyton Manning. Werfel's numbers are better than Peyton Manning. And at Florida, Werfel has a national championship. A Heisman. Peyton Manning doesn't have any of that at Tennessee. So, automatically, any list, any college quarterback list 
that has Peyton Manning and not Danny Werfel, somebody hasn't looked at it closely enough. I'm not saying that Manning shouldn't be there. He definitely should. But that's more of a reason that Werfel should be. The other thing is this, and this has come up on this show before. Steve McNair, Alcorn State. What Steve McNair did at Alcorn State was unbelievable. It is not going to happen again. Okay? It's certainly not going to happen again in my lifetime. It was out of this world. And at the time, the only single solitary sort of knock on Steve McNair was that he was playing at Alcorn State in the swag and not playing in the SEC or anywhere in big-time you know, Division I football. That was the only knock on Steve McNair. And so what happened after that? He didn't win the Heisman. They gave it to a running back at Colorado. An absolute theft. Absolute joke. Was then, it is now, that he didn't win the Heisman that year. Why didn't he win it? Because he played at Alcorn State in the swag. That's the truth of it. Why isn't he on an automatic? Why isn't Steve McNair an automatic for any top 10 quarterback list? Sporting news or other? Because he played at Alcorn State in the swag. That's the answer. That's why he's not on there. Now you decide what the impetus of all that is. I'm just telling you the fact. Steve McNair, you take him, Steve McNair in college, as a quarterback, and put him at Florida. Can you imagine? Mid-90s, Steve McNair playing quarterback at Florida. You put him at Tennessee. You put him in Alabama. It's any school. It's not just a few. I'm just using these for to color the picture here for you. Then we are still, to this day, talking about how he's the best we've ever seen. And the only reason people don't is because he played at Alcorn State in the swag. So when I put my list together, number one, <clears throat> number one on the all-time college quarterbacks list is Steve McNair. And don't come at me with, the, with discounting that. Because all in the world he did is he went to the NFL and proved that the whole, we're going to knock him because of his level of competition in college, all he did in the NFL was prove that wrong. He proved that to be fallible. He proved that to be um, wrong. Steve McNair is the best college quarterback we've seen in our lifetime. He's number one. Number two on my list, Danny Werfel. Championships, Heisman's, numbers better than the other guys. Number three, Peyton Manning. Deservedly. <clears throat> number four, Michael Vick. Michael Vick almost single-handedly, I know they had Suggs at linebacker, but Michael Vick almost single-handedly played Virginia Tech into the national title game. People forget how just unbelievably electric Michael Vick was and what he did at a place that before or since hasn't been in the picture. Number five, Tommy Frazier in Nebraska, undoubtedly. Six, Vince Young, Texas, no question. Seven, Deshaun Watson, deservedly so. This is my list. Number eight, Tim Tebow. Number nine, Tim Couch. 
Kentucky. Number one overall draft pick. Numbers are better than half the guys on the list. Played in an offense that was built around him. Tim Couch at Kentucky in the 90s is an all-time top 10 college quarterback. Every metric backs it up, with the exception of national championship. Played at Kentucky. Heisman, number one draft pick, numbers, winning. The only reason he's not on the sporting news list, why? Because he played at Kentucky. Again, it's like, you know, they put these lists together, and it's like the popular kids at school get together and talk to each other about what they like and what's popular. That's not reality. Number nine on my list is Tim Couch, Kentucky, and number 10 is Doug Flutie, Boston College. Deserves to be there. Big wins, iconic moments. Um, Overachiever. At that time, in that era, nobody had seen anything quite like Doug Flutie. Now, even on my list, I think I forgot a couple. I wonder if you know who they are. We'll talk about that next. Stick around today on a Thursday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stay with us. so much who do you love welcome back back on the show i'm matt in the farm bureau studio farm bureau go with the home team another reminder that my friends at madison county farm bureau are gonna help me put on an event for you in jackson on uh, october the 3rd that night the night of october 3rd at char restaurant you can get a ticket on my website. I'll tell you where that is. But you get your ticket. You come on in. We're going to have dinner together. Relatively small group. Not too big so that we can all talk. We're going to have dinner together at Char on the 3rd. We're going to talk football. We'll go through scouting report stuff for favorite teams and opponents. And then we're going to watch some film together. Break it down. Project it up on the wall. And we'll go through some X's and O's. And and uh, maybe learn a little football together. And you can uh, maybe know something. Impress your friends the next time you go watch a game. And uh, you can get a ticket to that at mattwyattmedia.com. Just go to my website, mattwyattmedia.com. Go to the events page right there and get your ticket. Presented by Madison County Farm Bureau. My friends over there, Bob Atkinson and the guys at uh, Farm Bureau Madison County, helping me put that on and uh, look forward to seeing them and seeing you there if you can make it. We also have some others coming up next week. We'll start it all off on the 19th at The Anthony in Vicksburg. So if you're in the Vicksburg area and would like to come to the dinner, football, food, and film study, 
then hit me up there, mattwyattmedia.com. Mattwyattmedia.com. Go to the events page. Get your ticket right there. So what do you think? I've got some of your texts. Going to get to those right now. Looking at numbers. Let's see. Peyton Manning and Danny Werfel were in college at about the same time. They were one year. Werfel was one year ahead of Peyton Manning. Manning had four years of completing over 60% of his throws. Uh, his freshman year, he didn't play as much. You know, he started and split some time with Brandon Stewart, but then sophomore, junior, senior, Peyton Manning, over 60% each year. Danny Werfel was, um, trying to look at it here, a four-year starter, so started a whole bunch as a freshman. And his last year, he actually dipped under 60% completions, but his numbers were still up there. So if you want to compare the last couple of years, Manning's senior year, Peyton Manning, he had 3,800 yards at 60% for 36 TDs and 11 picks. Werfel's last year, he went 3,600 yards, 39 TDs, and 13 picks. But that was his last year. Of course, he had another year where he threw 35 touchdowns and 10. That would be the year they won the national title. Yeah, so Werfel had two years where he was over 30 TDs. Manning had one. And, of course, Werfel's got the trophies, the Heisman and the national title. So just looking at those two guys, again, it is true. Any quarterback list that includes Peyton Manning, if you're putting the list together, it's got to have Werfel on it also, or it's just kind of a blown-up list. That's just all it is to it. So, <clears throat> David is on the Divinity Equipment phone. Appreciate you hanging on, David. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to make a comment. M- Magnair was just phenomenal. He just refused to lose. He was just a winner, and I, I know the – Big three just cringed when they all wanted him as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. And my other my other thing was uh, I know he only played one year, but Cam Newton yeah. was an awesome college quarterback. Yeah, and I would think that you know the the thing of him only having one year it does affect the way we think about it because look, right. you know, David, I put my list up there and I forgot, and if I had remembered. I'd put Cam on there, frankly. I'd probably put Cam on there and take Flutie out. But there's something about – I think our memories are affected a little bit by the fact that we only got to see him for one year. But that one year, he was just Superman. You know, he's six foot six, 260 pounds, wearing a 32 waist, and nobody could catch him. Ran literally at that size running a 4-4. And, you know, he he was Superman. You're right. And Johnny Manziel. You know, I forgot about Manziel. Right. And I've got one one thing I've always questioned, I've always wondered, what would have happened at Florida had he stayed between him and Tebow? Good gracious alive. Yeah, I know. I mean, that, I mean who would you play? Who would you have played? How would you play one or the other? You know, the truth is, we have to say it like it is, David. Tebow was the the consistent, you know, he was probably at that time in their lives, T 
Tebow was the guy who was better for the Florida team and for their locker room, right? Because he was this solid leader, just right. consistent winner. But you look at him now, and, and athletically and talent-wise, um, there's no comparison. It's Cam Newton. Um, and so that's a decision I wouldn't. That's a decision I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to make. <laughs> choose between the two of them, man. That that no. I I, I know uh, one of may eventually have left, but my God, man, how could you sit Cam down? Mm. And at the same time, how could you sit Tim down? I know it. I know it. Yeah, it's just it's too crowded, you know. And and that's the thing is. Back then, you just have to figure out in that particular moment, at that time, who was the most mature, who was going to um, lead your team a little more consistently. And maybe at that age, Tebow was a little more mature, a little more ready for that. But, buddy, once once Cam matured and got to, you know, Auburn, and then you look at him in the NFL, he's just – you know, a physical talent that's really unlike anything else we've seen. If Cam Newton ever, you know, if he continues to grow and and starts to get things mentally the way that, you know, the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees's get it, he'll be absolutely unstoppable. Just unstoppable. Right. He will be. He's he's capable of being that good. David, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you. Thank you all. Call me anytime. On the Divinity phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, 995-1059. Unnamed texture, Matt. I remember saving $19.99 for Optimus Prime in 1984. Boy, that took forever at six years old. My first major purchase. (laughs) Well, a lot of us did that, didn't we? JR on the text line. Archie Manning shouldn't be on the list. He was a... Or does he say shouldn't be? Yeah, he says shouldn't be on the list. He was ahead of his time if he played the read option like today. Wow. I, I can't, JR, I don't know if you meant that he shouldn't or he should be on the list because he's not on the list. His son Peyton Manning is, but Archie Manning not on that list in terms of college quarterbacks. I have to tell you a funny story, Roger, about this whole thing. Roger, before the show began, mm-hmm. uh, the homecoming queen was in my office and I'm sitting at the desk. I have a recliner over in the corner, and she was sat in the recliner. We were just talking about stuff. And I said, hey, I'm going to talk about this on the show. Let me read this to you. She said, okay. I said, all right, this is the top 10 all-time quarterbacks in college football according to Sporting News. And before I could say the next thing, she blurted out, what, you're not on it? (laughs) (laughs) And I busted out laughing. And she said, what? And I'm laughing. I'm going, come on now. I just said it's the top 10 all-time college quarterbacks. You're number one in her heart, baby. <laughs> she said, what, you're not on it? I said, of course I'm not on it. I'm nowhere near it. It's top 10 all-time. And then when it kind of set in with her, she really got a big kick out of it, too. It's one of those embarrassing laughs for both of us. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, everything she says is funny. I've got to get her on the radio. She's reluctant for some reason. For some reason. Bunch of texts to get to. Gator Nation, Bulldog Blitz, Tim, JR, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll get into that next. In the Farm Bureau studio, connected via C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 
back on the show. If recruiting rankings matter, I got a direct message from a friend here on Twitter. If recruiting rankings matter, last five years, average recruiting ranking for Kansas State, 63. That same time frame, average recruiting ranking for Mississippi State, 24. So if recruiting rankings matter uh, most, then State ought to whip up on them pretty good, huh? Course it we, doesn't, doesn't it? Well, it, I guess it matters, but it's not everything that matters. You know, lots of other things matter too. Coaching and development and injuries and execution. And I sound like a coach, don't I? <laughs> All those coach speak well, things. Well, development. That, that, some people say that's what Mullen was good at, human yeah. development. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, back with you here in the Farm Bureau studio, a little ways to go. Plenty of time to chat and for you to text me, 885-ESPN. Y'all could be like David and Neil and everybody else on the Divinity Equipment phone today, 995-1059. So call me on the Divinity phone. We'll talk, 995-1059. On Twitter, Jason says, he says, Tebow never sees the field if Cam Newton stays and gets in the game at Florida. And then he brings up an interesting question. This has been kicked around a lot over the years. We're going on 10 years now. It's hard to believe it. It's almost 10 years ago. We're going on it 10 years ago. Um, What if Cam Newton had come to Mississippi State in 2010 with that defense and Vic Ballard and Ladarius Perkins? A lot of State fans feel like that's a national championship caliber team if Cam Newton came. I mean, he was Superman. He was just individually. He transformed Auburn. Auburn wasn't that great outside of him. And defensively, they were pretty average. They had Nick Fairley on the defensive front. State in that 2010 team had a bunch of NFL guys on defense. Fletcher Cox, K.J. Wright. There's some others. Who am I leaving off? Was McPhee on the team in 90, in 2010? I'm sorry. Wasn't McPhee on that 10 team? Chris White, linebacker, NFL guy. Um, Josh Boyd, NFL defensive lineman on that team. <laughs> Banks, Jonathan Banks at corner, NFL guy, second-round pick, Thorpe Award winner. Slay, was Slay on the 2010 team? I believe he was, one of the best corners in the NFL right now. That 2010 defense was low-dead. They won nine games or ten games, whatever it was. They ran Michigan out of the Gator Bowl that year and did all that with uh, Chris Relf at quarterback. That 2010 team played Auburn – about as close as anybody did all year long. What was it, 17 to 10 or 17 to 13, something like that was the final, or 17 14, whatever it was. It was within one score, really close game in Starkville that year. A lot of people feel like if Cam had gone to state instead of Auburn, maybe state should have paid him. Maybe state should have paid him, won a national title, and just deal with it later. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to get everybody stirred up. <clears throat> Thanks, Jason, for the, for the tweets there. On the quarterback list, here is a vote for Ty Detmer, quarterback BYU. Yes, he was very, very good. Bulldog Blitz. Dak would have won a Heisman in a national championship with his eyes closed at Bama and been in the top five of that list. Good point on those Alabama teams. We forget that the team that won that year with Alabama, that beat Dak and and the Bulldogs when State went in there to Tuscaloosa, ranked number one in the country, 
It was a 25 to 20 game when it was all said and done. And remember who the Alabama quarterback was? Blake Sims, a converted running back, who I think still is Alabama's all time, well, I say all time, single season passing yardage leader. He had more yards passing that year than anybody else, converted running back. Isn't that amazing? Gator Nation says, put McNair at Florida. I couldn't have said it better myself. I like you, Matt. But number eight, Tim Tebow, are you freaking kidding me? So disrespectful. At least you put Werfel on there, Gator Nation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so all-time best college quarterbacks. We're going to have him ahead of Vince Young at Texas. You're going to have him ahead of Tommy Frazier at Nebraska. You're not going to have him ahead of Peyton Manning. You're not going to have him ahead of Werfel. And you and I both agree we're not going to have him ahead of McNair. Now, you could argue with me nobody else is putting Michael Vick at number four, but look it up. Look what Michael Vick did. Single-handedly played. He was so fast and so dominant just athletically in college. Nobody could defend him. Arms and leg. He, he kind of did that one year at Virginia Tech, what Cam Newton did at Auburn, except he's not as big. So I'm okay with having Vick up there also. And I think, you know, on a list like this, just because it's number eight on a list of top ten, we're still talking all time. I mean, my gosh. We're kind of splitting hairs, to be honest with you. Yeah, and somebody texted for me to check out Steve McNair's stats. We did that experiment a while back when we got to looking at Heisman stuff. I forget the context of the conversation. I, maybe it was somebody else was talking about all-time Heisman snubs. In fact, I think that might have been what it was. Um, All-time Heisman snubs. But anyway, I looked up his college stats, and it was just, I mean, through the roof. Uh, You know, it's just through the roof. You look what he did. Y'all, listen again. Steve McNair's senior year at Alcorn State. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. He threw the ball 612 times. He completed 58% for 5,377 yards, including a 99-yarder in there. I don't know if you know that. He threw 47 touchdowns that last year at Alcorn, 94. The same year you had... Peyton Manning, as a freshman at Tennessee, he threw for like 1,000 yards because he didn't play in every single game. That same year, Werfel at Florida threw for, what did he throw for? Around 2,000, 3,000 yards and about 20 touchdowns. And Steve McNair is at Alcorn State, goes for 5,377 yards and 47 touchdowns throwing. And that's just throwing. What did he do running? Did he, he rushed for 1,000 at year two, right? His senior season, McNair gained 6,281 combined yards (laughs) and 56 touchdowns, over 5,000 in the air, and he rushed for 900 yards also. Third in the Heisman behind Rashawn Salam and Kajana Carter. Kiss my foot. That is ridiculous. Well, they're consistent because, you know, even though Division II and three. 
athletes are eligible for the Heisman, only D1 athletes have ever gotten it, according to what I've read. Yeah, and they're consistent, but if they're trying to get me the best player, I know who it was. It was Steve McNair. In Division Two, they've got, what, the Hill? The, yeah, the, uh, what is it, Harlan Hill? Yeah, named after uh, mm-hmm. North Alabama guy. You ought to know that one, right? Right. <laughs> it's basically the Division Two version of the Heisman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Will Hall from Amory won it one year at UNA. He was playing at UNA. He's now coaching at Tulane. Bobby Hall's son. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody texted in and said, no John Forcade? <laughs> no, John's not on the list. Tim says Cam's athletic. John's on his own list, though. <laughs> hey, oh, boy, I guarantee you. Uh, Tim said Cam's athletic ability is off the charts, but he doesn't have the consistency or the drive to be really good, a really good field general. Yeah, either that or maybe he's still learning to be. <clears throat> we we still have to remember. I mean, he's ever how many years into his career now in the NFL, but in terms of experience, he was behind other guys when he went into the NFL because he hopped around and didn't play much in college. Just played one year <laughs> and dominated. Um, 2010, we have a texture says Auburn had a great offensive line and a good defense. They did. I mean, you say, I don't need either, either one of them were great. Um, we do have a vote on the text line that says State should have just paid him and gotten him there. JR, what are Tommy Fraser's numbers? Quite a few guys could have led that Nebraska team to a championship. And I don't know about that. Maybe. Who says they didn't pay him? Who says they didn't? No, if they no, did, no, you, talk no about a, you talk about a bum deal. Yeah, you know what happens. Yeah, you pay them, they take the money, they go somewhere else and then beat you. Take the money and run. Um, Archie Manning's 540 yards total offense in 1969 versus Bama stood as the record for four decades. 436 passing, 104 rushing. Even the Bear said that it was the best he had ever seen. Thanks for that text. Jim McMahon, Vince Young. Vince Young, no Heisman. Tebow threw more touchdowns and ran for more, according to a texture, Gator Nation. Yeah. Maybe we're giving Vince Young too much credit. I just know that he's a reason Texas has been relevant in the last 20 years. And Fluffy says his stepdad is a retired detective from Kenner, Louisiana. He said, if you ever met me in person, I could tell you some of the greatest John Forcade stories. <laughs> in person, huh? I have a, I have a feeling uh, there were several times he got, as they say, let off. <laughs> let off. <laughs> I was playing um, on a little, you know, these little kind of rinky-dink indoor teams. I'd li- I moved to Tupelo and started working, and, and Tupelo had a team that was in the, the NIFL, the NIFL, the National Indoor Football League, Roger. They were the Tupelo Fire Ants. We played on black AstroTurf in the home games inside the arena in Tupelo. Yeah. And I was on the team playing there for one year, like a year and a half. And we played a team from Monroe, Louisiana, and John Forcade was their quarterback. And he was like 40 years old at the time playing on that team from Monroe. And I'll never forget. And he could play. And I never forget at some point you're in this thing and you got this wall, you know, the arena game has that notorious wall around the field. And some of our guys ran him over to our sideline. He throws it up the field and then they hit him. Boom. Turned him a flip, knocked him up over the wall, right at our feet in our little bench area. So we're like, we're like helping him up and he gets up. 
He's an opposing player now, and he looks at all of us and says, I'm too old for this. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole, all of us busted out laughing. (laughs) Probably all have felt that same way. Yeah. But I did think, yeah, I mean, I'm too old for it. I guarantee you're too old for it. I mean, that was 15 years ago or more. Fun show today. I enjoyed it. I hope y'all did too. We'll do it again tomorrow. Friday will be fun. A little high school football to preview and getting one day closer to the weekend. So enjoy your Thursday and I'll see you tomorrow. In the Farm Bureau studio. See you then. See you.